Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Well, welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, where we go deeper into the life of the sermon and the things that are happening here at New Life. Uh, I'm Brian Wilmarth. I'm one of the pastors here at New Life, and uh, I'm joined today by Dave Lloyd, one of our elders. He's been serving with us for about a year, been a part of the church for a number of years with his family, and so uh, he preached the message this week. So Dave, thank you so much for being here today. We're glad to have you. Yeah, I am I am super happy to be here, and I, I love the idea of the, uh, the podcast as far as I love being able to take something um, just after Sunday and into the week with me, and so hopefully this will... Hopefully these will turn out good. Yeah, and that's that's our hope. We we hope that you all are taking this podcast in conjunction with the message on Sunday morning and uh, digging deeper in your own life, digging deep with, with your life group, with other people around you, and hopefully this is helping you walk the journey with Jesus. So thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to, to be with you. So Dave, again, thank you for preaching this Sunday. It was awesome to hear you, man. Um, I'm, I was just blessed by the, the message, and I hope you all were too. Um, yeah, our goal is, is to each, each Sunday we're, we want to hear from the Lord, we want to hear from his word and really see what he has to offer for us. So thank you for, for sharing from your heart. This yeah, last Sunday. I was, I was honored to be able to be in front of everybody preaching. I mean, that's an honor for me. So it's a, it's a big task and that's, I think that's why I take it so seriously. Um, so I appreciate you and the church uh, yeah. allowing me to do that and grow in that way. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, again, it was, it was so great to have you. We, we were blessed by you. So we're, we're in this series in Exodus and we got to the story after the Red Sea where the Israelites, they, they've left the Red Sea, but immediately they begin to go through the wilderness and they realize they don't have any food. They don't have any water and they start to grumble. It's like, Hey, what, what are we supposed to do about this? And God provides for them in some incredible ways. So it's an, an awesome story. But you shared on Sunday, Dave, as you were um, thinking about this message and when we first gave it to you, you're kind of like, oh, man, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this. So tell us a little bit about your journey coming to the preaching event and like as you were preparing what God was doing in your own heart and mind. Well, yeah. I mean, so I saw the lit. They have a board you know, in preaching team, and it has all these things as, you, you know, what they're going to talk about and what verses they're going to talk about. And I see these cool things, you know, we're talking about the plagues and the Pharaoh and, you know, uh, Moses and how he's coming into himself. And I'm just, and then it's bread from heaven and, <laughs> and quail. And so I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I think they did a whole movie on Moses and they just skipped over this right, part, right, really. Exactly right. <laughs> they didn't even include it. And so I'm just like, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> but I started diving into the scripture and, and there's a difference between when you set your mind right, when you're reading it right, you're setting your mind differently when you actually make it for other people in my mind. So I, I want to be that, I would love to be consistent in that, but I'm not unless I'm preaching. And that game, same goes for student life. Um, when I preach here um, for the kids on Wednesday night, that I really have to dig into the description and under, really understand what it means, not just read it just to get to the next section. Yeah. Yeah. And I, re I remember you telling us both on Sunday, but then also in some conversation, how you how you started to look at this this story and you really saw yourself in it and 
that was a moment for you of like, oh, there's something more here than just, okay, what's a cool little lesson that we might be able to learn yeah. from the Israelites? This became like an impactful, meaningful kind of thing for you. Oh, this was, so, I mean, this, I feel like this was totally God-led mm. as far as the timing and everything um, and, and me getting this because I started diving into it. And I think within the first couple days, mm. I started, I, it was almost a click that yeah. it was just like, yeah. oh, so the Israelites, they're pushing back and um, they actually complained that they want to go back to Egypt because they, it was so great being in slavery. <laughs> and I'm like, how could they be, th how could they think that? Then I'm just like, oh yeah. Like whenever I think about my old past, I'm like, well, was it really that bad? Was mm. it that bad? And then I, it's, it was my slavery that I'm thinking to. And I was like, yeah, it was that bad. And I get it though, because my mind goes to yeah. that past and mm -hmm. probably safe places or what what felt safe to me. Yeah. Or familiar. I think that or was a familiar. word. Yeah, yeah. That was a word I heard you use. Like if if we are familiar with something that, that feels safe whether it actually is or not. Correct. And exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I I resonated with that so much. I mean, I think to my own life whether I'm preaching or if I'm just reading the scriptures or, or interacting in a conversation with somebody, like how it, it is a story, it's something that happened, but so distant, but then it becomes alive and it connects to me in some fashion. And I just, those moments that happen in my own life, like, oh, those are such sweet, cool moments to see. God's taken the scriptures, taken his, his Bible and making it a meaningful thing for us too. And I love those moments. So tell me a little bit about um, one of the stories that you shared in the, in the sermon. You had this moment where you were driving and you felt like God was stirring something in you, remembering a dream in particular. And this was a moment for you where it's like, oh, I'm seeing the story play out here in this one, in the in the Exodus story, in my story, tying to abandonment. So tell us a little bit that, about that story and, and how that impacted you in that moment and why you brought it to the sermon. So, I, I mean, I would say in that moment, I was, I was wrestling with God, mm -hmm. you know, it was those moments of wrestling and trying to understand, well, I know he's got truths for me, trying to understand that those truths and then trying to equate that to what I was currently seeing. And so what I was currently seeing was fear that he was just going to abandon me, that, mm. that he, he wants me to go do these things, but he's going to leave me. He's not going to yeah. be there with me, even yeah. though he never, ever says, I mean, it's total opposite. Nowhere in the Bible does it say he's going to leave me. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm trying to do what he wants, yes. he, it's the exact opposite. And so in these, in this moment, I, I had to stop and, well, and then the cry out, right? It was, don't abandon me, don't abandon me. My tears running down my face. And I knew right then and there, it, it was not God that I was wrestling with. It was, I was wrestling with my past yeah. is what I was really wrestling with. And so... He wanted all those things for me. Those the past was trying to keep me in slavery. Yeah. And so I had to break that. Mm. And so there was a there was a little process to breaking that past. And for me, it was me actually and I didn't say this in the uh in the message at all, but I feel like it's important for me to release myself from this past hurt from my biological dad. I called him up when I was 40 years old or 41 and 
basically told him that I forgave him. He didn't, he didn't ask this at all. He didn't know, hardly knew who I even am. And I said, Hey, I need you. I want you to know that I forgive you. I don't want this to impede anything between you and God. And, um, that's all I wanted to say. And it, and it really, it, it was some about him, but it was more about freeing myself from any of those that past slavery and so that I could move on from that. That is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that maybe some people who relate to your story, they, they've experienced something that from a, a, a parent or, or another loved one, and they've had that same kind of abandonment and maybe they can do that. Maybe they can't. But what I love about your story is that was a step for you to say, like, I, I want to express forgiveness to my dad for his own sake. But I hear you saying, like, I, I needed to live in the freedom of this yeah. and almost unhitch or untether myself from this past hurt. Oh, I love that. The untether. That's yeah, that's probably sure. perfect. Like I'm tethered to it. I'm slave to it mm-hmm. in some way. I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull myself away from it. Yeah. And it just keeps snapping back. And so if I can. Just, I was like, okay, for me, I got to cut it. And that's how, that was my method. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think what God hopes for all of us. Like he, he wants us to truly experience the love, the, the grace, the truth, the, the freedom that he wants to give us. But sometimes we, uh, we remain tethered. We, we remain connected to something from our past and we, we don't let it go. And it sounds like you've had at least a measure of that freedom because you took that hard step and, and expressed that. You, I, I love that. That is, that is incredible. And, and thank you for your vulnerability yeah. sharing this kind of thing. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so no you problem. shared, you shared another story. Um, you and some friends, you go up on a mountain, we yeah. got to see an incredible picture. Um, so if you, if you only listen to the podcast, I encourage you maybe go jump on our website and check out the video so you can see the image. So Dave and some buddies, they're, they're up on this 14,000 foot mountain and you described like, Hey, isn't that picture awesome? but there's a story behind it. And one particular element was this mudslide that hit you all. So um, you you had camp set up. You guys abandoned that camp to try to get to safety. One of the things that was left behind was your journal. Mm-hmm. So pick up the story there. How did you get that back? Because you got it back. So tell us, tell us that story and then remind us of yeah. what the point was. So I didn't even realize. I mean, I gave away the end because I've held up my journal. Right, right. And so it... <laughs> In <laughs> some way, you guys had to know that it was like, okay, well, he got it back. How did he get it back? Would be the question. But I remember that we saw the in the distance the trees kind of swaying and the mud coming, and we're like, okay, grab, grab your day packs, which is you know, and yep. grab your day packs, and we got to get going. I remember grabbing my journal with my day pack and going in my tent real quick. I didn't oh. want to get I didn't want to get caught in my tent. Yep. Because that'd been really bad. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so I remember grabbing it, reaching inside my tent, and I must have set it down as I grabbed other things. And oh. I started and we took off. By then it was dark. I, I we had I had no headlight. And so I'm trying to get down this mountain where there's you gotta hop over big rocks. Um we didn't have to climb necessarily, but everything was wet. It was yeah, muddy. Sure. It was um, logs and stuff that we could slip on. And so it was It was not running. It was slow, treacherous, and we finally made it to the bottom. But when I got to the bottom, I'm like, I'm missing this thing that I really, really oh. need. The next day, we were 
climbing back up and asking people that actually were there was like runners that had been going up and down okay just for exercise sure yeah but we were asking hey did you see any tents up there mm-hmm. because we were we were for sure that the mudslide had taken them away oh, like yeah. everything just yeah taking it away and they were like oh there's tents still up there there's a small patch a little small square where the mudslide didn't get it and <laughs> i was like so two tents and all that you go yeah two tents are still up there and so you guys made it out. Awesome. We were local legends. We had literally <laughs> been there less than a week. And we were Colorado local legends at uh, uh, the Mount Missouri Trailhead. Oh, and so man. we went up and it was really hard to get to the campsite because the mud was uh, up to our knees. And then there was mm. rocks and all that just sitting in the mud. But we finally made a way over to the campsite, got everything. Everything was there. And headed back down, and it Dude, was a success. That is amazing. And, and you did show a picture of some of the after effects of the mudslide, and the way you described it, I could picture it in my own head. Like this, this mudslide was coming at you, and and it just parted, kind of like the Red Sea. It like, did, you know, like just went around your campsite. And that, I, I just look at that as what a, an incredible image or picture of the grace of God, how he can spare us from some things. Maybe not everything. Sometimes we're going to get hit with something, but he, he does. He can do that kind of splitting just like he did for the, the Israelites. To exactly. He did for you. Yeah. So I'm so glad you got that journal back. And what I, what I took away from, from why you shared that whole story was, which is incredible in and of itself. But you, you pointed back to, you see this picture of the four of us on the mountain but there's a story that goes with it, mm-hmm. and it's that journey, it's that story that really informs the significance of the picture for you. Like, we can look at it, oh, that's pretty, but you know all that you went through, and that picture represents it. And that's what I appreciated most about why you told that story. Um, you, you really captured, there's a journey that we're on. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey, and that's where the good work actually happens. I, I'll say I have never even thought of a picture that way before. And so mm. it was literally in this last week mm. that I decided to put that picture back up because I realized that that picture is pretty, but after telling the story and then bringing it back up, it makes a, a huge difference. And I think a lot of people saw that, that like, yeah, I get it. At the, at the end, here's the picture again. It has meaning because of the journey. Yes. Way, way yeah. more meaning. And that's, God wants relationship with us yeah. to have that kind of meeting, that, yes. that thick and rich meaning mm. versus just, hey, I'm just going to send you the promised land. You're good to go. Right, right. <laughs> That's one thing we talked about in preaching team, which, uh, again, we, we mentioned this in our last podcast. We, we've got a preaching team that meets to prepare all these sermons together collaboratively. And we highlighted one element when we were talking about yours, how— um, or it was before the Red Sea, God redirected the Israelites. It's like he could have taken them like directly there. And even after the Red Sea, he could have taken them directly there, but he's going to take them to Sinai. And there's all these things that are going to come in the rest of the story. But it's it's one of those things that they could have gone directly to the promised land in like a week or, or 12 days or something like that. But he doesn't. He He has them do some things that he he's intentionally wanting them to do. And then we know the story. They're going to wander for 40 years. It's the journey that really shapes and molds our character. And I think that's what you're capturing with your story. Yeah. 
Like it's the journey, yeah. and and that's where the good work of God is is taking place, and that's too. So the next question I want to throw at you is the journal. Back to that, um, it seems like for you, your journal represents the story of God's work in your life. Like it is how He has shown up for you. Um, it's the ways that He has has worked in your life, blessed you, challenged you. So, tell us a little bit about the journal itself, how you do it, how it's meaningful for you, like kind of flesh that out for us a little bit. Sure. And so this is, um, so I would say I started the journal because I, I did have a poor prayer life. And so it was really only me building relationship with God when I needed something. And then I knew that wasn't right. Well, and and really it came down to, I wanted more. I mean, I heard these things of, you know, there's, you know, there's power in the spirit and there's God can do these miraculous things. God can do healing. And so I was like, I want to see that. Where, where is that at? How come I don't see it? And it hit me that, well, you have to have a relationship with God, you know, to start really building upon this, right. To build this journey. And so that's when I started and I, and I used this book, uh, from Bob Sorg, uh, called, um, reset, okay. which helped yeah. me I mean, in his his whole thing is about journeying with God, and the things that I put down were like so. If it was a it was a twenty day reset, basically getting you back into reading scripture and prayer, and you really put in the journal things that really where God is really speaking to you. And so it's hey, read your scripture for today. Did you have anything that was that God you feel God's meant for you, and you would write that down, and all of a sudden your quick sentence turned into a whole page because you're like, mm. he wanted this for me and here's why. Here's what I feel why. And hey, I talked to my friends in my small groups and here's what they thought it meant for me as well. And I talked to my wife. Here's what she thought. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it becomes a walk with God in yeah. your community mm. rather than just you writing down your thoughts. It becomes more. And then you start to see God that much wow. more as you're walking through it. That's that's somewhat new for me. So I'm I I journal some. I'm not a regular journaler. Like I I probably do it a, more occasionally or I don't know, maybe a few times a month sort of thing. It's 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 on the way, but it's not a regular pattern, but I had not really thought about it from the communal side. Like mm-hmm how that can help you actually bring community in with you, whether it's a spouse or a friend or uh, that's, that's new for me. So I'm even chewing on that in the moment as you, as you say that. Well, and, and I'll add too that, I mean, it, it also goes to not just scripture and prayer, but then also to um, if there's any dreams that I think are kind of odd mm. uh, that maybe God wants me to know about, or I'm getting words that God wants me to dwell on, you know, I'll write that stuff down and, and then when God answers, I mean, there's been times that I've cried out like yeah. a bunch of different times. Yeah. That those are the moments that I always revert back to when I'm feeling, I'm not feeling God's presence in moments. I'll go back to those. And then it's almost like I can feel that day come back and be like, okay, hmm. like it was like on Sunday morning, I wrote about it or I'm going to write about it and say, okay, yeah, here's where God showed up and just took care of this for me and I'll revert back to it. That's so, so. cool. Um, yeah. And that's how I've found it helpful for me. One of the ways is it's, um, it helps me to process, get my thoughts in order or, you know, really sense like what's God trying to say to me in, in a particular moment. And that's, that's some of the help for journaling for me. 
but it is also a way to remember and look back and see how God has been faithful. And so I appreciate that reminder. Um, that is so good when you, when you think about journaling. So for any of our listeners who maybe aren't doing this regularly, um, what, what suggestions, tips, advice do you have for them? What are, what are some of those things that you would say, Hey, here's, here's something to think about as you think about journaling. Uh, so yeah, I would just go back to, I would do a daily journal. And so that's the way I started it and make sure, you know, that would be, so if whatever scripture you're reading, uh, whatever prayers you've had, just write down those specific things where you felt God speaking. Cause you might pray for 15 or 20 minutes, maybe, or you feel some specific moments or maybe you don't, but it's really around getting those specific God moments that you can really, and then what happens is, for me at least, is that you almost start fine-tuning your spirit to listen to God more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a it's a training tool to practice hearing God's voice. Yes. Kind of through our own voice or our own thoughts or maybe what other people are. How do you, you begin to hear what his voice sounds like? And a journal can be a helpful tool to narrate that because my first couple of days i mean i will go, go back to them they're real short it's a yeah. couple oh, sentences yeah. hardly anything yeah. then all of a sudden it started to fill out mm, you know yeah. more and more and it's just like oh yeah i see what you i see what you're doing so yeah. <laughs> so what you were trying to tell me in the bible was actually right yeah, oh, that's right. weird what do you know what do you know right <laughs> what do you know <laughs> i love it so yeah that's that's so helpful i i appreciate um I appreciate that perspective. It's a training tool for us to see and hear God's voice a little more clearly. So I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for the, the person who's getting started, um, yeah, I, I kind of hear you say like, go shoot for daily, but uh, maybe it's just, a, it's a, a line or two, a sentence or two. And as you go, you might see it expand or whatever, but start, just start and start small. Yeah. And so maybe you're, I love that. So maybe your starting is your daily blessings. Right? Yeah, good. So you know how God with the manna and feeding mm. daily, writing down those pieces of, because it's so easy for us, I think, to get, especially where we're at today with the media and all that, to get caught in the negativity yeah. of the world, yeah. of just what's going on and that type of thing. It's real easy for us to get caught into that. But if we start actually writing down those things where God has provided, God has come in, here's the good stuff. You know, I forget if you focus on the gutter, you get the gutter or whatever, but mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. whatever you focus on is what you're going to get. Yep. And if you start focusing on the good things, like the rich stuff, yeah, that's what you're going to move towards just yes. naturally. Yeah. Especially, and that's why I love the 20 day challenge thing. Mm -hmm. After 20 days, you just gravitate towards good, like yes. good things. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess we have a whole bunch of stuff that <laughs> why journaling can be just so awesome yeah. in itself yeah. uh, for your walk. Yeah. That's so good. So maybe last question back to the, the, the Exodus text and the sermon itself. What's the one or two things you hope our listeners are taking away from this conversation, from the message? Like, what is it that bottom line, you just hope everybody's walking away with? Uh, I would say bottom line is that God wants to be on a journey with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that is bottom line. And I think a lot of times people get hung up on um, their relationship with, with Jesus mm -hmm. and God, meaning 
So if they've already accepted Jesus Christ in their heart, yeah. that they're more worried about how many good things they've done versus how uh, many bad yeah. things they've done. Okay. Right? They're mm-hmm. trying to do that equation of, yes. am I right with God? Yes. Yep. Am I right? And mm. so we have to get past that point of, are you right? If you've accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, you are right. You are. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. Stop worrying so much about that. Don't don't just play into sin. That's not the yeah. point of no, it, right? No, 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 Right? But it's like, hey, get on the journey. Yes. Right? Get, get moving because you are right, and I want to walk with you. Yeah. And everything else, if you're walking on that, everything else will fall in line. Like yes. Your life will fall in line, mm-hmm. I believe. And so... It's hard challenge for me as far as wanting different things, wanting worldly things, but I'm happiest when I'm walking with God. Yeah. And I know that. I know that the world tends to want to pull me back into different stuff. And I'm just like, oh, mm. I don't want that anymore. Yeah. You know, I want this because this is what gives me happiness. Yeah. And and I, I appreciate that so much because I resonate with it. I think for me especially early on in my faith journey, it was the do's and don'ts. It's, it's, am I building up my good side and minimizing (laughs) my bad side and and getting all of that? And really what God wants to do is like, we, well, we can't do it on our own strength. Like we, we need him. And that happens when we journey with him, when we're in that relational dependence on him. And that's what I see you saying. It's, it's, it's not about the destination. It's not about getting the results or the outcomes, but it's going on the journey with Jesus as we're, as we're being shaped more and more like him. Like, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm hearing you yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's the journey. It's mm-hmm. just moving, you know, and yeah, trying to shed in the past, right? Yeah, that's right. Which, again, I don't want to, I want to make sure that the listeners, you know, I'm not downplaying the, how hard or how easy it might be. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot, there's gonna be, there's a lot of old hurts out there yep. that have just been there a long time. Yes. Like Pharaoh has just been there. Yep. He's sitting on that and mm-hmm. releasing that is terribly, terribly difficult. Yeah. It's not a momentary thing where suddenly, oh, everything's all better. Sometimes it is a journey. F- you know, 40 years they were wandering in the wilderness. They They had to unlearn a lot. And sometimes it does take a lot for us to make that journey and kind of complete it. So that's a good word, Dave. I really appreciate that. The The journey will be hard at times, but I, I hear that it's worth it. Yes. it when it's, when it's yeah. all said and done, it's, it's not about the destination, but it's about, wow, I got to the top of the mountain, which is destination, beautiful, awesome. But the journey that led me there. There's so much more that I probably don't even realize that God did. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Dave, first of all, thank you for preaching this weekend. It was so great to hear honored, from you. Honored. Yeah. And, and you handled the text well. It was, it was incredible just to watch that. And thank you for sharing with us today, too, even just a little bit more of your story, some of the, the things that you've learned along the way. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a privilege to have you today. So thanks for joining us. No problem. I, I'm so excited about seeing how the church is moving. Yeah. So excited. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us today for uh, Digging Deeper. We hope it's been a blessing to you as you walk into the rest of your week. Know that Jesus is with you in it all. Thanks for joining us.